I am so excited to have you here. You're listening to the Mama Too Many podcast hosted by me, Adrian Reilly. I'm pouring myself a cup of coffee. Grab yourself one and let's dive right into this episode. How and why I started hobby farming slash homesteading slash a poultry farm. <laughs> so um, if you don't know, I have a handful of turkeys what when i'm recording this right now i have 12 um and then i have eight chickens currently and i'm getting 30 laying hens and i don't know if you want like the full details 30 of the chickens are going to be um just eggs for eggs <laughs> they're gonna be delicious and then i have eight chickens so of those eight chickens are heritage breeds five of them are hens and then there's three roosters so i'll be alternating what roosters are with those five hens and the other two will live with all of those 30 hens and then i have those 12 turkeys they're babies right now they're like four weeks old so i'm not sure which ones are boys and girls yet you can't really tell but my whole plan is with those five heritage chickens and those 12 turkeys is i'm going to be breeding them and you know, a lot of people t- say not to share numbers, not to share your goals because you won't follow through or they say something negative. I want to share it with you just so that you like have an idea. So I will make approximately $15,000 off of those 30 laying hens that my grandma is giving me for free. They're about two years old. So they lay, even though there's 30 of them, they lay between 16 and 20 eggs per day. And that's not like a super high number um, because they're two, but that's a lot of eggs when you think about it per week. Um, and so anyways, between the eating eggs and then hatching my own eggs and selling fertilized eggs, you will be getting, oh my gosh, I'll be making $15,000. And I'm not saying that in a place of, I get money, um, and rubbing it in your face. I, this is my outlook. I've struggled with money before in my life, you know, just being a young mom, we all, not all of us struggle, but I've been there. I've been there and I never ever wanted my hobbies to affect my family financially, especially as being a stay-at-home mom. And this provides me the opportunity of one, okay, we're homeschooling. So this provides my children an opportunity to learn and to have responsibilities. I know they're three, two, and one, but my three and two-year-old will bring water to the chickens every single day and the turkeys. They will bring them food. They understand how to be nice. Um, And I really want to teach them that empathy and how to be kind. So one, homeschooling, teaching my kids responsibility. Two, $15,000 of income. And my turkeys and chickens all together cost less than $200 a month. That's like the absolute max. That's like, I can't even tell you what would cost $200 um, for them. But anyways, I'm I'm profiting a large margin um, and I'm being self-sufficient and I'm able, I'm able to provide for my family while staying home and that I can't even tell you how much that just makes my heart want to explode. Before I get like too much into this, I wanted to share how I exactly started. So when we moved here, there was already a coop there like you honestly don't even need a coop if there's just a shed that a predator can't get into you can transform it into a chicken coop my grandparents actually used an old um trailer and like not a house trailer but like 
you know, one that hooks to the camping trailer, <laughs> brain fart, um, they converted that into a chicken coop. Like you can basically use anything. And I want to say that because you don't need the classic coop. You don't need to build a coop. But we were thankful enough to have, um, a I think there's three chicken coops in one and they're, if you want to know space, they're 12 and a half feet by 12 and a half feet. Um, those are the first two. And then the next one is like a third of the size. Anyways, so what I did to start off, I already had check. I had the place that I was going to put them. I did want to add as well that chickens only need about two square feet per bird and turkeys need about four square feet per bird. And I like to do this so that there's lots of places for them to stretch and climb on top of and roost and that they have a huge outdoor run if we are not doing um free range and this way the, the birds are just so much happier the more room they have and I actually had my chicks in a garden shed for the longest time because I didn't want to set up the coops quite yet long story not gonna get into it but this is just me like affirming that you can use literally any space as long as you have a heat lamp and somewhere to like enclose baby chicks you can literally use anything um but before I had the baby chicks <laughs> I I bought myself an incubator it's a little bit of um an investment but I knew I was going to continuously use it and create my own little poultry business so I spent I think like 280 bucks on the incubator and a thermometer and then I spent okay you're gonna judge me because I'm low-key judging myself I spent $55 on two dozen eggs plus shipping oh sorry that was with shipping and that's what I hatched my baby chicks from my heritage ones now knowing what I know you can buy them extra way cheaper you can buy fertilized eggs way cheaper than what I paid um but it's a learning curve and I know I'm gonna be selling my fertilized eggs at a cost that is reasonable for me as well as the buyer because there's no point in selling. I, I I don't know. I just would not feel good about that. Anyways, so I spent like 350 bucks for everything, including the heat lamp. And um, then I did it. You can also buy baby checks relatively affordably. Um, I think you can buy them like between, it depends on where you live. You can buy them between, and what breed you want. You can buy them between three and $10 a baby chick and then kind of go from there. I just wanted to like let you know how you could start yourself. I have worked in MLM. I have, I have a camera that I do some side gigs with. I do blogging. I do some freelance work and nothing brings me more joy than dealing with my chickens and incubating their eggs and you know, it actually brings me so much joy working with animals and chickens and turkeys are not a lot of work. Um, I have to make sure obviously that their bedding is clean. I have to check for eggs regularly and then dealing with chickens and chicks, sorry, baby chickens and baby turkeys. You obviously just want to, they're little, I want to say high maintenance in the sense that you need to check on them like two or three times a day, but I, I don't free feed my chickens. I, I like feeding them in the morning and I like feeding them at night. It's created a bond between us and so anyways I'm in there anyways and so it's not even high maintenance and I just I'm sure I'm rambling I'm not even sure how much in depth I'm supposed to get into this I just get so many questions about it and so having the opportunity to to some people $15,000 isn't a lot of money and to some people that would change their life and um I just think how amazing is it that we have the opportunity to be self-sufficient and provide our children with that. 
So the next portion I'm going to tell you, I do not want you to confuse me with being a doomsday person. I don't. And if you want to start that rumor, that's that's up to you, sis. But honestly, the end times, when you look at the Bible, you have no idea when it's going to happen. You, you truly have no idea. And the more and more you look into the Bible, the more encouraged I am to just be more self-sufficient. And a lot of my followers don't believe in God. They have a lot of comments about um, just me reading the Bible and following it. Um, but that is a huge portion of why I want to be self-sufficient and be in our homestead and have this acreage. So not only that portion, I I know I didn't really get into like the whole end times, but like I think it's incredibly important to be self-sufficient, especially honestly look around you. Look at how many of our rights are being taken right under us. No, I don't want to turn this into a debate on you know, the whole pandemic. I don't want to debate on anything. I'm just saying, look around us. Look at how many of our rights are being taken from us. Look how many acts and laws are being created. I never want my children or people around me to struggle with um, finding ways to eat. I don't want people around me to um, be struggling because of this. And I just think it's important to encourage everyone to be self-sufficient. If you're in an apartment and living on an acreage isn't feasible for you, you can grow peas and carrots and you can grow um, you can grow all sorts of things in garden boxes. You can grow herbs. You can grow all of these things right on your little balcony patio that you have at your apartment. There's just, you know, there's little things you can do like growing your own food can be self-sufficient and learning how to do that. And I think it's really important. And that's why I started our hobby farm and homestead and, you know, poultry farm. That's why I started everything. And also, I've always wanted a dog. So, we have a chocolate lab. He is... I. Everyone told me how high energy labs are, but I like... It's not that I didn't believe them. I just... We grew up with labs and I never remember them being this hyper, but he's getting much, much better. And we also have a handful of cats. They come and they go. Um, so, we started with 10 kittens and a mom. Um, the mom was a really crappy mom and it was actually two litters put together. One mom abandoned... Like, it's... It's confusing. The the mom cat, her sister abandoned one litter and they were both like, so she was taking care of both of them. And then she would basically just check on them every couple days to make sure they were alive. So I was like supplementing them with kitten formula. And so we raised them from the time they were about three weeks old. And out of the 10, one passed away from like feeding kitten syndrome. And then we gave four of them away. So that's five gone. And, um, now we have three out of the litter and <laughs> if you have me on instagram at mama to many.ca you will see how many times that i've accidentally brought our kids into the city or into our closest town to us because they'll hop into my hood and go for a drive and then they'll hop out once my car turns off and so i don't actually think the other ones have died i think what had happened is they had accidentally got dropped off somewhere it sounds horrible i know but i had no idea about it one of the <laughs> I'm sharing this to you because this is what literal homestead is like and just living on acreage. One cat, I started my car and it got electrocuted. And this was before, this was before I knew they were climbing into the hood of my car. So one cat did die from getting electrocuted. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just how, how insane, like how crazy. And I do not deal with dead things well. Um, dead chicks, dead turkeys, de dead anything. I just don't deal well with them at all. But this is just the reality of living out on the acreage. But 
I felt the need to share. So I feel like I've kind of hit a wall. I've shared so much. I've shared a little bit on like financially, how much it costs to get started and, you know, just the animals that we have and just how much we love it and why we started. But there is no diss to anyone living in the city. I've just waited my whole life to be on acreage and to be living this lifestyle. But I'm going to leave the episode here. Let me know if you have any comments or opinions on this episode. I always love to hear the conversations um, that spark from this. Also, take a screenshot of this, post it on your Instagram story, and take me at mama2many.ca. And I will enter you in a draw to win coffee at the end of the month. I just, I love paying for someone's coffee after they've been supporting me. And I think it's really fun to make it into a draw and just take that thank you one step further. I hope you have a great day.